With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Political Straight Talk. I want to lead off the program with a sad piece of news and a good piece of news. Uh, Missing from our call tonight will be the boss lady Um, at the property in Arkansas. The house was found to be on fire today, and as a result, extensive uh, damage. I still, I don't have a full report, but that's the bad news. Houses can be replaced. Things in houses can be replaced. That's what insurance is for. Uh, Life cannot. And praise be unto Jesus, there was nobody in that home when it caught fire. So for that, we are eternally grateful. I have yet to find out about the dogs. Uh, There were three dogs inside don't know if they got the dogs out. It was pandemonium. It was a four-alarm fire. Um, I got as much information as I could get from the fire department. I got as much information as I could get from the sheriff's department. I uh, don't know what started it. Don't have any of those clues. I will tell you if my phone rings during this call, I'll have to step away. Uh, and, Mark, you will step in. Um, now, having said that, Uh, Hopefully Shadrach and uh, Angel and Mary are okay. Shadrach is my little puppy. Mary is the puppy to the kids, and Angel is their mama. So we're hoping they're okay. Don't know. Haven't got the details yet. But as they come in, uh, I'll share some of them with you. Uh, Some I probably won't. So if it happens while we're on the air, I'll share it with you. Um... Now that we're through that part, Barbara, if you tried to say something to me, you sound like you're in a barrel. Unplug your headphones, plug them back in, or call back in. Um, Having said all that, let's get into the program, and so you all know what's coming next. Welcome to Political Straight Talk. I am your host, the Political Superman. I am coming to you live from the Concrete Condo. Yes, I'm in this little concrete area, and so I have taken to calling it my concrete condo. The time, 920 on the east coast, 620 on the left coast. Lefties are stuck in drive time, and you know some of them are tuning in here to Political Straight Talk to get their talking points for CNN tomorrow, (laughs) which is good. We want them to get their talking points from us. We might educate them. In things, um, we're going to lead off the program with something that I think is just absolutely awesome. It's just breaking. It, it broke actually earlier today, 
but Trump has reached out to the Pentagon and basically told them, prepare for a military parade to honor our veterans and to honor our servicemen and women in Washington, D.C. And I think that is great. Matter of fact, it'd make it even better if they did it on 4 July 2018. Yep. And I think that... Whereas you're going to find that uh, with an organization I'm with, Ragtag, we're going to be taking a stance against the president on a couple of things. There are many areas where we agree with the president, and this is one of them. And he got the idea from attending France, and uh, they do uh, France's Basile Day, where they uh, declared freedom themselves. So uh, Trump was impressed. Liked it, thought that the United States should uh, do something on their own, and I am inclined to agree. Yeah. What better day would be July 4th? 4 July. So, this is not a time that you would want to be an Olympic athlete. The temperature is 2 degrees in South Korea. Kim Jong-un's balls have shrunk up inside of him, (laughs) and he has went to hiding. He did come out on the second. He saw his shadow, so they knew that there was going to be six more weeks of winter. So let's get into politics, shall we? Let's start with Sidney Blumenthal. Now, if this is true, this is going to be a problem for Sidney Blumenthal. Because he is going to get to slap on a pair of bracelets. Okay? Uh, Trey Gowdy today, without saying anything, pretty much said that Sidney Blumenthal leaked info to Christopher Steele. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. If that is the case, then he will be going and visiting the slammer. He's going to wear one of the orange jumpsuits. He will wear an orange jumpsuit. Very much so. Did you also read where... You're going to have to speak up. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you also read where Adam Schiff was Tinkleneck was uh, duped by a Russian beast? Yeah, we're we're coming into that. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's our that's our that's our segue story, and then we're going to segue into something even dumber than that. So <laughs> now. What's pathetic is this guy is a top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee. Okay? He basically held an eight-minute conversation with Russian radio host posing as a Ukrainian politician who promised to provide compromising images of President Trump. Adam Schiff, uh, it took place on April the 10th, and the Daily Mail published the audio of the call. Okay, 
And basically what they did is they prank called, (laughs) uh, they've previously prank called Mitch McConnell, John McCain. And on this particular call, they claimed that Trump met a Russian model and singer while in Moscow for 2013 Miss Universe and that the two had a brief affair. And basically it said she's got compromising material on Trump. Okay, and what's the nature of the material shift, is heard asking. Well, there are pictures of naked Trump, the caller said, adding that Russian President Vladimir Putin was made aware of the images by Kasina Bokox, a Russian journalist he described as the goddaughter of Putin. Uh, Basically, this goes on, and (laughs) poor old Schiff. He's an idiot. Uh, He's on the Intelligence Committee. That's a contradiction in terms. Yeah. (laughs) He He got duped. He's not the first politician to get duped. And let's just face it, he's not going to be the last politician to get duped. Yeah, but here's the here's the bottom line of that 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 if you recall those naked you know hookers and Trump appeared in the fake dossier. Yes, I know. Yeah. So. But that's but that's okay. Because here's the deal. With that, you're going to, well, just just hide and watch. So I want to segue into another topic that this one, when when I saw this, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not really going to give it much credence. I'm not really going to pay attention to it. And then the more I thought about it, the matter I got. So... Um, by the way, the founder and leader of Charlotte's Black Lives Matter has been murdered in oh. Party City, USA, known as New Orleans. Wow. And um, I tell that to segue to this, and that is that in New York, social justice activist have successfully shut down a production of The Hunchback of Notre Dame after a white student landed a lead role. Protests of the production began when an African-American student quit Ithaca High School's musical production due to the role of Esmeralda being given to a white classmate. It shows you that theater wasn't made for you, the student told Ithaca Journal, and it shows you that if you can't get the part that are written for you, what parts are you going to get? The last time I checked, The Hunchback of Notre Dame was written well before this young lady was ever born. Yep. Uh, student right. activists then banded together under the umbrella of Students United Ithaca and wrote a letter that included a list of demands saying that while the young lady cast as Esmeralda was a stellar actor, singer, and dancer, any production would be lucky to have. She couldn't be cast in that role because she is the epitome of of whiteness. At best, this is a culture appropriation, the student group wrote, alleging racial bias within the performing arts program. And at worst, it is whitewashing a racist casting practice which has its roots in minstrelsy. Okay? She needs to get over herself. Hang on, it gets better. 
While the student activists demanded brown and black female students be considered for the role, the character in question is half Roma, half French, according to the novel by Victor Hugo. SU, I stress, the book and musical should not be conflated because the musical is only inspired by Hugo's manuscript. The group points out that the Musical Theater International Production Guide lists her role as Romani woman who is an outcast racially and culturally. The Ithaca City School District announced it canceled the musical in an attempt to be more inclusive and culturally responsive in their, quote, efforts to eliminate institutional biases, end quote. The high school is planning on putting on, quote, another collaborative project, end quote, instead adding that this, quote, is not about any particular faculty member or ICSD employee, end quote. We thank everyone for their contributions as we delve further into complex conversations. In addition, we ask that you please stay engaged as we continually work to create community-wide supports for our student and school community. All right, hang on. After the cancellation, the student group made more demands in a recent Facebook post. Stop the racist and openly stated policy of colorblind casting in the ICSD, the group wrote, adding because of institutionalized racism, this results in white children being cast in roles written as white parts and also white children being cast in roles that were specifically intended for people of color. Members of the group told Fox News that their ultimate goal is in line with Martin Luther King Jr.'s message of love, unity, understanding, and inclusion. I think not. Our end game, the group said, is a performing arts program with more unity, more inclusion, and musical where we can all experience the joy and bonding of inclusive performing arts following best theatrical practices. Okay. Where to start with this one? Now, I saw the movie. She was white. Yeah. Um, well, she's Romanian, so she would look very similar to uh, the Kardashians. Yeah. But, she would... Um, Esmeralda was a gypsy, which she was Romania, and I'm pretty sure that when Victor Hugo wrote the book, there weren't that many Africans around public proper society in France. We had to distinguish the culture in which the book was written and the description of which Esmeralda was given in the book. It's like having an Asian woman playing the lead in Roots. <laughs> I'm just saying, when I saw the movie, she was white. She was not of color. Well, in the book, in the book, she's a gypsy. She's a Romani gypsy. Um, now, in truth, some of them are very whitish in color. So, I mean, it's it's however you choose to cast it. Um, in this particular case, they probably picked the person that they felt was going to do the best job, and it just so happened that she was white. So, as far as I'm concerned. 
This was stupid. They should have used this as a teachable moment. Okay. And be done with it. Yeah. But they chose yeah. not to. And so here you go. Now you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. So let's. Yeah. Kind of calling the kettle black, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. Now, the bigger problem that we've got here, this is a bigger problem that we've got, because now you have Dr. Martin Luther King who fought to have color not looked upon. Okay? Basically, don't judge somebody based on the color of their skin. Okay, well, now you've got these people coming along, you know, 50, 60, what are we, 62 years later? Uh, 62 years later, wanting uh, color to be the primary focus. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, if if that's the way that we're going to look at things, I can tell you who's going to be on the losing end of that. They are. And as sad as that is, that's going to be the truth. Um, well, you can thank Obama for a lot of that. Yes, Obama is to blame for most of this. Okay, yep. and now we have to clean it up. So... We go from a stupid story to one that is absolutely sad. The mother of a young Virginia girl uh, that was murdered in 2016 by a Virginia Tech student uh, got to face him in court today. And the young girl was 13. Her name was Nicole Lovell. She snuck off to go on a secret date okay and basically um, during this secret date uh, the next time that she saw her daughter was in a coffin Mm. now the gentleman that decided that he should kill her Uh, His name is Eisenhower. He was an engineering student at uh, the university. He was charged with first-degree murder. Um, Prosecutors are saying basically he stabbed her. They met through instant messaging app Kick uh, 14 times after planning a secret date and cut her throat because he was worried his relationship with the the underage girl would be exposed. His DNA was found under her fingernails, and her blood was found in the trunk of his car. Mm. Wow. So, it's it's pathetic. It was pathetic. So, they are trying to shift the blame to a young lady by the name of Natalie Keepers. And the 
the gist of the story, she was also a student. Um, she was studying engineering. She told authorities that Eisenhower claimed he met Lovell at a party and may have had sex with her, but couldn't remember because he blacked out. She also told police fear the girl may have been pregnant. Keepers of Laurel, Mellon, Laurel Mel, bleh, Maryland, has been charged as an accessory before the fact, which means she can get mucho time. And it's sad in this day and age that we have to go we have to go through that. All right, I'm going to unmute this person. I don't know who it is. I'm going to unmute them. Their three lives are ruined. Yes, they are. Hello, guest six. Okay. You're unmuted if you want to say anything. If you don't, that's fine. So the most important topic that we're going to discuss tonight, we're going to go ahead and segue into, is immigration. More importantly, the $1.8 million that the president wants to legalize. Now, one side of me understands completely what he wants to do, and I can understand from some of their perspectives, hey, I was brought to this country, I was, you know, I had no choice, I'm here, you know, I don't know how to speak Spanish back in Mexico or wherever, and I should be allowed to stay here. Well, is a lawbreaker a lawbreaker a lawbreaker? Because the last time I checked, ignorance of the law is no excuse. So my question to the panel is, are we rewarding bad behavior and doing nothing but encouraging more people to do the same by legalizing 1.8 million people? I understand why the president is coming with this. He wants to have a bipartisan agreement that the DACA recipients stay in the country. Okay, that's all well and good. That's with the concession that the wall be built across the southern border. The idea that the wall being built will deter people from illegally entering the U.S. Well, if there's a will, there's a way. And a wall won't stop them then. They haven't stopped them now. And it may be just a waste of taxpayer dollars or Mexican dollars. But we need to let this play out. The president, through the chief of staff, Kelly, said today that there will be no extension to the March deadline for DACA, mainly because DACA was unconstitutional in the beginning. President Obama 
overstepped its authority by creating the DACA executive directive or executive action. So whatever happens after March, it's on them, not the president nor the Congress. Do you think that when that March deadline runs out that ICE goes on the offensive? I would hope they do. Because for the most part, if you have been in this country your entire life, even though you've been be illegal, why haven't you at least looked into the process of becoming a citizen or becoming legalized? Now, even a green card is easier to get than just staying there undocumented. Something else John Kelly said, people were too lazy to get off their ass and do the proper thing to, to file for DACA. Well, most of the DACA people were too lazy to get off their ass and file for protection, be it a green card or even a visa, to stay in the country. I'm inclined to agree. Anybody else? Mark has a point there. I mean, I'm quite sure that some of the the people that are here now illegally are of age, legal age, which would mean that they would have the capability of applying for citizenship. So why haven't they? Like Mark said, they're too lazy to get off their ass. Barbara? Um, I agree with everyone that, you know, no, no amnesty, no nothing. I'm sorry. They've been here for a lot of years, and there are a lot of organizations out there that could assist them on a path to being legal. They chose not to, and then they decry racism that, oh, what you're doing to my family when the father is deported back to Mexico after being here for 30-plus years illegally. I don't care if they were brought here by a rabid dog. They are still illegal, and it should the, the executive order should have never been written. Obama stood there five times and said, I haven't got the authority to do that, but he turned around and did it anyway. Let's look at at this from a different perspective. The educational system of this country. Those DACA people were educated in American schools. (laughs) In order to go to an American school, you have to have at least be a resident of a community. Most of the time, the school will access those security numbers of both the student, maybe the parents, and what have you. So when a person within the community was not able to give a Social Security number for him or herself and the child 
the school system should have taken action. Not as in calling ICE, but giving the family a way to become legalized in this country. So oh, is it failure of the community school system, which educated these DOTCA candidates, in not becoming citizens? So you have a you have a failure on multi levels. And in right now, we're posting the blame on the president and maybe the Congress, when really, politics is local, and the local system, be it well, the local government, should have done more to help these people out. Well, but local the governments didn't. have their hands tied, though. But the schools didn't let them in. The schools didn't bring them across the border. Nope, the schools did let them in. Well, they let them in school, but they didn't bring them across the actual border. I see what you're saying, though. It's just a bad situation all around. And, you know, for the, the Democrats to be holding out no wall, you know, no DACA on the wall. Well, I got news for you. There's going to be no DACA, but there will be a wall. Some hell of high water, President Trump will build that wall. I think he will build the wall. I think yeah. he gets the wall. He gets the wall before the election. Yeah, I think he does too. Because Democrats. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trish. The thing is, you have to be a citizen, or at least you used to have to be a citizen, in order to get a driver's license. Well, in most places, that's the case. There are some cases where you can go get. See, here's the thing you can go get a driver's license in a sanctuary area that will give you one. Then you've got the license. So then you go to another state where they wouldn't necessarily give you one, but because of reciprocity, you now have one, so they're not going to really ask a lot of questions. And what happens? Now you've got a driver's license in another state. Mm -hmm. So we have a gentleman that's suspected of driving drunk, and he has been deported a couple of times, and he was driving drunk, and so he kills Edwin Jackson of the Indianapolis Colts the other night. And so the question I have is, if we'd have done our job as the U.S. federal government and ICE, could we have saved this young man's life? I'm going to have to say, not necessarily. The way they are sneaking back in... But I'm saying, let's say we had the wall and we were doing our job. If we had the wall and we were doing our job properly, then no. He would would not have been killed. 
So he's from Guatemala, and it looks like uh, his name's Manuel Orega Zavala, and it looks like that they are going to charge him federally. Mm-hmm. And let's see, because he killed two people. Yep. Uh, Attorney General Sessions directed all federal prosecutors to prioritize charging aliens that illegally re-enter the country especially if they are a risk to public safety or there is a criminal history present. Following the rule of law is the foundation of our American democracy, and my office is committing to fulfilling the Attorney General's directive. Yeah, but how are you going to do that in a state like California where they have directed their police force and now they are a sanctuary state? Well, because the feds can come in and take possession and it's not in the federal court, or it's not in the state courts where they would be more lenient towards them. It's in the federal courts. And unlike state courts, you can kind of cherry-pick federal courts. So they can cart his ba- his ass back over here to the Sixth Circuit. Yeah, but, uh, but, but they're being told not to inform ICE when these people are released from jail. Well, and they're in violation of federal law, and sooner or later somebody's going to come down on them. And the way they'll do it is they'll target them through federal dollars with transportation money for police cars. They'll target them where it hurts, and that's the pocketbook. So they'll bend them. They'll bend them because California, of all places, can't survive without the federal teat. Yeah, they are in big trouble financially. So, uh, I read an excellent article. I'm going to find it and send it to you. It was written by Mark, Mike Rowe, if everybody knows who he is. Um, Dirty Jobs, he's a narrator on Debbie's Catch. And he has a website called Mike Rowe Works, and he helps, you know, blue-collar workers get jobs. Yeah, and I watch his Facebook soon. post from time to time. Right. He, I was reading last night, earlier this morning, somebody had called him a racist because... Yeah, that woman. Well, he pretty... Anyway, well, well, he, he pretty well put them in their shoes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. It was a wonderful comeback. You know, and and it was just like... He does not believe in illegal immigration. He's against it, you know. But he says you got to teach the people here how to do the job. He said there are more more jobs in construction right now than ever before. But people are lazy, and they don't want to work. He said that's the problem. Unfortunately, you have that a lot. I know. And it isn't just the illegals either. No, but he said, you know, some employers have no choice but to hire undocumented workers for these jobs, you know, because Americans don't want to do any hard work. They'd rather sit home and eat Cheetos and collect welfare. That's true. You see, and Bill Clinton, one of the... I don't want to hear nothing. Because I sit naked in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos. Oh. 
yeah, but you work for a living. One of the best things that I ever agreed with about <clears throat> Bill was when he and Newt got together and got that bill for uh, work for welfare. Well, that was just so the government would reopen. <laughs> well, but still, it was a good bill until Barack Obama reversed it. It was a good bill till Obama. That's true. Obama said, oh, it's okay if you sit back and don't do anything, and we'll just pay you anyway. Yeah. Why isn't he wearing orange? Because <laughs> it's the new black, and he's already got that. So. He's not. He's half white. <laughs> so I understand that Ragtag Patriots today has come out and basically stood and said, okay, uh, we're not going to, you know, we, we don't need to be legalized, legalizing these people and yeah. is doing a petition. So I hope that, uh, I hope that brings I, a lot of signatures. I signed it. So, uh, so have I. Oh, well, when I get my that. Shared it on my Facebook page and my Twitter feed. Mark said he wasn't going to sign it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Way to go, Mark. <laughs> He's afraid we'll be so successful that we'll stop illegal immigration. Then we'll have to come up with a whole new topic. <laughs> he blames Obama anyway. <laughs> and he says that requires work. Then he has to write a whole new memorandum. <laughs> <laughs> he said that first memorandum is bull. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Well, there's a new bombshell info in the Grassley Graham memo. Uh, well, I'm not so sure they... that we, we uh, so far, guys, we have two signatures. Well, like I'll try when I get my laptop back. Oh, God. We have two signatures, mine and Barbara's. <laughs> so, for those of you all that want to know where Barbara lives, so she can come <laughs> visit, or you can go visit, <laughs> I'll be glad to pass it along to you. Thank you so much. Was I required to put my address? I'm sorry? Was I required to put my address? Oh, yes. Oh, Okay. It has to be where you're registered to vote because they will take these and match them up against voter rolls. Okay. Um, ISIS loving wannabe terrorist college student in New York gets 20 years in prison. Good. Well, I guess that ISIS wannabe ain't <laughs> wanting to be much anymore, huh? Yeah, I guess so. And Syria's up to no good again, using banned chemical weapons and a gas attack on Sunday. You know, Syria's got some issues going on, but until, listen, this is this is how it is, folks. Until people get serious and go in there and hit them, and hit them where it hurts them, it hurts their people, it hurts their government, they aren't going to stop. So if we've got missiles 
that can pinpoint exactly where a person is. Why don't we take him out? Because the U.S. always shows restraint. Oh. Uh, well, That's all right. this, isn't the, this isn't the land of Obama anymore. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes being a superpower means you have to act like it and show restraint, and that's what's well, happened. And how many people are going to die before we, you know, we live through the red lines and the red crayons and cross this line and I'll do something. No, no, cross this line. No, 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 no. You know, I mean, I applaud him for using Moab to, you know, when he did that, but. It has to be done again, obviously. Well, I don't disagree. This is going to continue. Agreed. Sitting there laughing. Well, again, until you, until you lay the hammer down to where to face, like Japan, you know, in the forties, Japan was willing to keep fighting Mm -hmm. until the United States dropped a hydrogen bomb on them, and the cost of fighting was just too great. Mm-hmm. They didn't get the message the first time, so we had to drop the second one. Hold on a second. A ruler on a terrorist. Good work, Sunday. <clears throat> That's actually a halfway decent saying. What's that? Hang on. Greetings. Hello. Greetings. How are you guys today? We're doing fine. Thank you. And what are you guys talking about so far? I just barely jumped into the call, so I just want to know where you guys are at. We've covered high school musicals getting canceled because a white person was cast. We've covered immigration. We've covered a 13-year-old being murdered because a 20-year-old didn't want it to be public. Um, a couple other things here and there. Got any topics on your mind? Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, where is the love? Couldn't tell you. Excuse me? Where is the love? Valentine's Day. Eight days down the road. Uh Got anything you want to add? If not, I'm going to move on. I'll join in on the conversation you're having. Move on. I'll yield. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, yeah, yield. There's a lot of man. Funny. Anyway, so in the say what? Pete Ashbury in San Francisco. What about him? That's where the love is. Well, you know what keeps running through my mind that song. Where is the love? Hmm. <laughs> Okay. Yield for the host. 
I think that's that young fella out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Actually, I haven't decided if it's just a young fella. There's more than one. But anyway, so we've got uh, Nebraska. And i got to give it to the Nebraska governor. Okay, so two, uh, there were two people that had what's called an honorary admiralship to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And so they have revoked the Nebraska Navy admiralships for, you can tell Barbara's not paying attention, or Trisha's not paying attention. No, I am paying Uh, attention. For Amanda Gailey and Courtney Lawton on January 31st, less than a month after granting them at the request of one of their allies, Lawton was told her contract would not be renewed after she was filmed protesting a campus recruiting event for Turning Point USA. And, (laughs) boy, they walked right into that one. Their job is to prove that professors are biased. Well, she got caught up. Uh, Lawton referred to second-year student Caitlin Mullen as a neo-fascist and accused of advocating for the destruction of public schools and universities. Mullen, who was trying to recruit students to the group's local chapter, began to cry, and campus police eventually took her home. I want to cry. An accompanying photo of the incident shows Lawton making an obscene hand gesture while holding a sign that said, Just say no to neo-fascism. Lawton was fired in November. Gailey, an associate English professor, was photographed with a sign that said, Turning point. Please put me on your watch list. Admiral ships to the Nebraska Navy are a light-hearted award often granted to people who are retiring, changing jobs, or have reached a milestone in their lives. The honor is a joking reference to the fact that Nebraska is the nation's only triply landlocked state and has no Navy or seas to defend. The Admiral ships are granted at the governor's discretion and can only be given when the nominee or nominator is a Nebraska resident. Rickett spokesman Taylor Gage said Lawton and Gailey were disqualified because of the recent controversy in Lawton's behavior. In a letter to Jerry Grabo, an Omaha man who nominated Gailey and Lawton, Rickett said that admiralships were issued as a courtesy for special occasions and that the women received them due to a clerical error. <laughs> that means revoked. In his nomination letters, Grabo said Gailey and Lawton both deserved the honor because of their advocacy for free speech. Wow. Gage said the governor's office routinely fulfills requests for admiralships for residents of all political stripes, including those made by state senators from both parties. Courtney Lawton's behavior does not embody Nebraska values, which the original request represented. The awards were rescinded one day after a legislative hearing on a campus free speech bill that was inspired by the university incident. Gailey and Grabo testified against the measure which would require Nebraska's university and colleges to develop campus yeah, campus free speech guidelines. Well, first of all, I'm just going to lay it out there. They have the right, oh, look, our Pennsylvania dude didn't want to stick around. That's so sad. He yielded the whole phone. Uh, first of all, free speech is free speech. Both sides of it, okay? And how do you have free speech guidelines? The The Constitution doesn't say, hey, 
You have the right to free speech with guidelines. That's why these idiots are allowed to kneel. That's why you see people stamping out on the flag or burning the flag. Which, you know, I kind of find interesting, given the fact that burning the flag is what happens when a flag is retired. Yeah. I just, I find that interesting. The symbolism between how a flag is properly disposed of at the end of its life versus what these idiots do, I just, I find it interesting. So, um, we're going to close up shop or, or round, you know, round out, and then we'll do some after dark discussion. Here's a, but, here's a, uh, Billionaire, billionaire Democrat running for Illinois governor is caught making insensitive remarks about black politicians. Caught making what? Insensitive comments. Yeah. Well, that's okay. He he is just stressed out with all of the <laughs> Trumpisms going around, and he didn't mean it. Yeah. He didn't he mean it. He he's he's just tired, and he's sad, and 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 he's going to be all right. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway. Yep. Oh, I want to thank everybody. Huh? House approves the bill to avoid a shutdown. So we're fine. Well, the House more. approved it. Oh, the Senate. Oh, yeah. Now we have to go through check The Senate's going to be another thing. Oh, God. Here we go again. All right. Well, having said that, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. <clears throat> Hang on. That's bullcrap. Anyway, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Remember, you've got to stand for something or fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank you, soldier, for without them. We wouldn't be able to do what we do. Thank the families of soldiers, for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. On behalf of Political Straight Talk, I am the political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.